Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Hey there, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. Today's guest is Sanjeev Augustine, who is the founder and CEO of Lightspeed. Sanjeev, how's it going today? Doing very well. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, really appreciate you having me on your show. Excellent. I'm excited to chat. I apologize to our listeners if there's any weird gaps or overlaps. I'm on the road today in Trail, BC, uh, doing some uh, strategic planning for one of our legacy customers, but I didn't want to miss out the opportunity to talk to Sanjeev. So Sanjeev, can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what keeps you busy on a day-to-day and and a little bit more about why Lightspeed does? Sure. Thanks uh, for that question. Uh, So an introduction, let, let me start with our company. We are a boutique agile management training, consulting, and coaching company. So I'll unpack that in a second. And I just happen to be the person given charge of leading us into uh, the future and have led the company for the last 15 years. Just very quickly in terms of our work, we work with a number of marquee clients and primarily we assist them with rolling out lean and agile methods, agile as in Scrum, scale agile framework, large scale scrum and such, and help them make that transition through a combination of training, public and private training, consulting, which tends to be management and strategic agility consulting, and coaching, which tends to be team coaching and management coaching. Awesome. I love that. So what is agile management and what is it not? Okay. So to answer that question was... Uh, I'm going to take a slightly different tack and not answer it directly. So the first thing we have to answer is, what is agility? And by agility, let's bring it into focus and talk about business agility, or if you're in the public sector, mission agility. So if we ask, what is agility, business or mission agility? I have a phrase that I like to use. It is about being able to change direction on a dime or a dime. And so this is being able to be flexible and fast, changing direction quickly on a dime and doing it without extreme pain and expense, right? Which is for a dime. So if you say that's what we define as agility, creating and responding to change and changing direction quickly, then the question is, how do we do it? And in the industries for the last 21 years, there's been something called the Agile Methods, right? So there's something called the Agile Manifesto and the Agile Manifesto said, hey, this is a good way to work. This is how you put teams together. This is how you put organizations together and here's how you can go off and do it. Now, a lot of that tended to be in the product development space and the software development space, even though the fundamental techniques are based on lean management and lean thinking from the Toyota production system, And so agile management becomes, okay, how do we take these teams of people who are implementing agile and now bring them together as collections of teams into programs or portfolios and align them and orchestrate that alignment towards business outcomes and business goals. 
Uh, everything has to change. How we do funding, how we do performance management, how we do strategic planning, how we put the teams together, how we do portfolio management. And therein lies your answer to what is agile management consulting. Got it. So the other part of the question is, what is not agile? Because I'm sure you see people who say, I'm totally being agile and they're nowhere close to the sort. So what is not agile or what passes off as agile? All right. So you might, might get me into a little bit of a dangerous territory over here. <laughs> there are a couple of things that I, I take exception to as someone who's been part of the Agile movement for the last 20 years and somebody whose passion and love and business and personal life is all inter intertwined in this whole thing that we call Agile. One is there is something that we would like to call industrial Agile, or it's like the companies that are bringing in techniques, tools, practices for the sake of making money. So you're going to have a snake oil salesman that will say, buy this tool and it'll be Agile. It's like the miracle cure, you know, follow this process and it'll make you agile. And it's a simplistic solution to what is a fairly complex process or a fairly complex problem. And why are we doing agile? We're doing agile because we want to change the way we're working together, change our way of working, work more closely aligned with our customers and deliver better value to them and make sure that our teams and people on those teams are happy and fulfilled. Right? And so one thing that I would object to is the commercialization of Agile. What is not Agile is commercial Agile, which is by this tool or follow this process and it'll magically make you Agile. Right? So that's one thing. The other thing that's not Agile, I, I believe, is the fanatic and pedantic view of Agile, which is within the Agile community or sub-communities, you're going to find, well, my process is the best or my little micro version of Agile is the only way it is. Uh, only thing that exists and everything else is wrong. And just because you're not following my process or my definition of agile, I hate you and you're wrong. Got that. Well, it's, it's funny. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, as a strategic planning facilitator, I don't necessarily believe everybody else is wrong because we're all doing the same thing. It's, I think my process is better because I'm super biased, but I think that to your point, it's understanding that agile itself is a methodology and an approach. And just like a professional basketball player and an amateur, how you do it and how you implement it in those subtle ways make the biggest difference. And that the person who's doing it also has to deliver it uh, their own way and in the right way. Some are probably better than others. But where you get into the like the fanatical thing, like I am, this is the end all be all methodology and if you don't do it you're an idiot which we've all seen in organizations and those people are kind of hard to work with yes that's right so let's say an organization wants to be more agile okay they want to be able to turn on a dime for a dime they want to uh, have that business agility what are the top two or three things that they either need to consider or put in place to be able to move forward on that journey of, of business agility? Yeah, um, I think there's a North Star that people have to start with right? and then construct quickly a couple of things around that. And the North Star that we want to start with is the fact that the individual is the center of what we're doing. Right? And when I say individual, we're talking about teams of people, human beings, or customers. Right? 
on one hand, we have to make sure that everything that we do, if we want to have an agile business, is aligned with the customer. In today's world, you may have customers, and if you don't treat your teams well, your team, team members well, you're not going to have people on your teams, right? So customers and team members or uh, people in our companies are equally important, right? And so we want to say, if we have that North Star, we start with the human needs. What are the needs of a customer? Customers, what are the needs of our people? And then how do we construct how what we do around those two, the, that North Star? Then we can say, let's get a defined process in place, pretty straightforward end-to-end process that takes us from a customer to our team members and back. Let's make sure that we have a portfolio prioritization mechanism in place. That is, we're, we get a, a ton of work thrown at us. Are these the right things to work on? We don't know. Let's make sure that we can check them out, validate the things that are right, invalidate the things that we don't want to work on because we don't want to waste time or money or expense. And then with what's left, once it's tightly validated, we want to prioritize it and work on work, those prioritized items in order of business priority. Right? If you want to be agile or resilient and turn on a dime, well, let's find out what's most important in this turn on a dime. And then the third thing is to make sure that we have a process by which we can make all the work visible and then track, monitor, deliver, and learn. Track the work, monitor, make, monitor it across various dependencies, cross impacts, deliver it to customers, and then learn from the delivery delivery, because that's what will drive the agility, which is learning. The faster we can learn, the faster we can deliver and learn, the more agile we become. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. Now get us back to the episode. Awesome. I think that makes tons of sense. And it's not unlike our strategic planning process because we say, hey, what is that North Star? Where are we going? Let's work on priorities. What I really took away from this, and I think it makes a distinction between high-level strategy and, and product customer team needs, is that portfolio prioritization. Like every single person listening to this has a, a laundry list of 20, 30, 40, 50 things that they need to do. And in a heavily transformative world, technology, people, society, all that stuff, if you don't have a method for prioritizing projects and your portfolios, you're going to be in trouble. And if you don't have a way to make the work visible, you're going to be in trouble because other people can't see it. You have less visibility on it. And then organizationally, how can you track it, both the successes and failures? So you sit here as a project manager and say, or product manager and say, well, we're doing all of this stuff. Well, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it even make a sound? So tying that in. So I guess how important is it tying communications into agile uh, development and agile business? It's all about communication. And let's start at, with something that you said. Let's say you're doing strategic planning. We have to make sure we know which direction we're going because otherwise we're just moving rapidly in the wrong direction. Right? And so if let's say the output of our strategic planning process is 
and uh, some set of OKRs, objectives and key results. We say, okay, here's the objectives for the next quarter. Here are the key results that, that will quantify how we'll know when we get there and how we can move the needle while need, move the needle while we're getting there. Percolate those down in the portfolio level and make sure that everybody knows from executives to management and middle management, here's the direction we're moving, here's the portfolio. Here's now the portfolio aligned with those OKRs, right? Here's a value stream, if you will. And now the value stream is linked to business outcomes as defined by our OKRs. That needs to be communicated across uh, across the board. And then now let's take it down into the actual product development or project management. And now we have teams or teams of teams. And now all the work that those teams of teams or teams are doing aligned to the portfolio, which is which in turn are aligned to our OKRs in our strategic direction. Absolutely. The, the cascading, the alignment, the structure is so important. And I think if you go too fast, you don't have time to build that continuous improvement, that reflection, that process. Uh, additional thoughts on that? Yeah, it's uh, certainly it's a matter of moving too quickly, but I think it's also a matter of discipline. We can move quickly if we have the right discipline, right? Let's start in the right place. Let's not start at the bottom, which is where a lot of teams say, oh, let's let's get a team together to spin it up and let's start developing some delivering something. Well, we don't know what we're developing. We don't know whether we're delivering the right thing, and we don't know whether that'll actually deliver value to our customers or not. So yes, we need to move fast. And yes, we need to slow down so that we can speed up. But we should also make sure that we establish that North Star and then follow the process with discipline. 100%. So just as we begin to finish up here, I'm so curious. So as somebody that has been involved in this field for a very long time, right? Like you're involved, you see all of it. What is something that you are, I want to use the word surprised by, but what is that like next stage of growth for you in this level? Are you finding that you're kind of doing all of the same things over and over again? Or what is the kind of most recent aha learning reflection for you in your uh, career and uh, and practice? I think that's a great question. Uh, I won't say I'm surprised by it, but I'm certainly encouraged by it. And that is uh, how resilient we are as human beings. We're in day, uh, year three of a pandemic. We're starting to get out of it, hopefully, in the, the, uh, as we make some steps towards that in 2022. And so much has changed. There's been so much suffering. There's so been so much tra- uh, tragic loss. On the other hand, so much has changed for the better. And so much has, uh, we've surprised ourselves, I think, in how well we've responded to a certain degree. Uh, at least within, for those of us who've been lucky enough that these businesses have have remained viable and in fact become very successful. And so I, what I'm encouraged by is resilience and the drive, continued drive for community. Agile and our, you know, this community and other communities are really defined by people who are working towards a common goal, right? You talked about strategic planning and we're all doing the same thing. We all want the same things and within our community, we want them together, right? So that's been a very encouraging. I do think that there are things that I'm, once again, I'm not surprised, but I could be disappointed. There's fragmentation. There's there's uh, acrimony towards different people. My process is better than your process or, you know, here's my training, which is better than uh, your training. And it's just, there's human nature that crops up both on the on the good side and on the negative side as well. So. For us, I think it's uh, let's stay the course, let's make our way through the pandemic and let's make the best of what we have because 
the past is in the country. There's no going back. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. I see it's such a great, it's a refreshing approach to agile, to management, to really making sure that we're focused on the right things. And I think it's also maybe not explicit, but very human centered, uh, which I, I really appreciate. And I think it makes a big difference in practical application versus theoretical, here's what you need to know. So uh, Sanjeev, where can people uh, connect with Lightspeed? Where can they learn more about what you're doing and, and engage in a, in a in more in-depth conversation with you? So Google is always our friend. So if you can Google Lightspeed or Sanjeev, S-A-N-J-I-V, Augustine, a lot of links will pop up. So the first one is our website, which is lightspeed.com, L-I-T-H-E-S-P-E-E-D.com. And the other thing that I want to put out there is an offer, and that is to go read our book. It is called From PMO to VML, From Project Management Office to Value Management Office. It has a lot of these things baked in. It's on Amazon. It came out in September and seems to be doing really well. Oh, there's an Audible version as well. Awesome. I love that. And I'm going to reiterate it because, again, for all of thank you listeners for sticking with this. I think both Shanjeev and I are having audio problems or connectivity problems today. So from PMO to VMO, and I haven't read the book, I'm going to be totally honest, but I've seen PMO and I'm project management certified. And I think uh, the most successful businesses are really recognizing value generation. And there's a value proposition canvas, which I'm a huge fan of. So uh, Sanjeev, I'm going to check out that book. I'm really looking forward to it and just really appreciated our conversation today. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate the opportunity. Folks, my guest today is Sanjeev Augustine, who is the CEO and founder of Lightspeed. Check them out online, check out the book. And I invite you to look at how your organization can be not only more adaptive, but focused on creating greater value for your customers, for your people, and for your stakeholders. And uh, be sure to check out uh, all the resources they have online. So thanks for listening to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we put out two podcasts a week and we great, get great audience guests uh, like Sanjeev today. So thanks for being here, Sanjeev. Thanks for listening. If uh, you're listening today, wherever you're at in the world, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it, it'll help your team think more strategically, and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's going to give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful, and we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus, you can use the code PODCAST for $100 off. The course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course. Use the code podcast for $100 off, and I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.